For 51 weeks a year, a seat on a coach trip to Blackpool is not the hottest ticket in the UK. This is not that week. Our nine remaining dancers enter intense gladiatorial combat to book their place on the Sharabang of Dreams. We're going up the M6 and all you've got to do to join us is not be the worst or at least the least popular dance of the night. Welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I am joined by Elliot, Emily and Anne. We are your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and neon leg warmer clad source of strictly come dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral, we aren't always polite, but we are willing to go dancing with Chelsea pensioners. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at keepdancingpod. Uh, between this episode and next week, we are going to be doing another episode of It Takes Two Cynics with Ewan, and we could do with some questions and input and general discussion points to get us warmed up for Blackpool. And there are badges for good questions. We're also on YouTube, Spotify, and we have a website at keepdancingpodcast.com. Tell your friends. Hi, everybody. Are you excited about Blackpool? Yay! Yay! It is the week of the extraneous dancers. That was not quite as much enthusiasm about Blackpool <laughs> as we require on strictly related media. <laughs> I'll just dig out my tacky Blackpool glasses. I have a pair somewhere. I have been to Blackpool at least 20 times. I know I have a pair. Cool. <laughs> not the word I'd use, but well, when in Rome. I am finding that this year is lacking a story. The story is confusion. Everything's just all over the place and we yeah, don't know what's going on. The story is there is no story. We've had a, There's no yellow brick road taking us to Oz. We've had just a few cobbles. We've had a total narrative breakdown. Yes. <sighs> maybe, maybe we'll find our way in Blackpool. Maybe that's where it'll start. Maybe. I mean, we can only hope because right now I don't have a single clue what yeah. is going on. We've got these two fantastic dancers with experience who are doing everything but thrilling us. We've got two people who are going to be popular and going to be there and thereabouts, but who aren't improving fast enough, let's be honest. And then we've got everybody else. It's a weird one. It is a weird one. And actually, I feel like this year we've had more sort of uh, outside of the BBC bubble media input into Strictly, and I don't think it's helped. Yeah, I wonder if the reactions to all of the external events have thrown the ship off course a bit this year. I wonder if it's caused a few uh, narrative upsets for the producers who, you know, we know that it's 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 obviously not that constructed, but they, they, they still have a, they have certain points they want to hit in the series. And as we've always discussed, 
and I wonder if certain external events have massively impacted that and made it really, really hard for them to construct the series the way that they wanted. Mm. Could potentially be the case. Like, was Sean and Katya, well, was Sean supposedly going to be the J? You know, and you have that stuff. Oh, I don't think he was going to be the J, but I think he was probably going to be the comic relief contestant and who was supposed to, you know, last a while and allow Katya to do her like extraordinary tricks and mm. uh, provide a lot of the entertainment value. But because we we now don't have the... Well, sort of Graham's found himself as becoming the LOLs contestant... And it's a bit weird. He seems yeah. well up for being the lulls guy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Ne- I don't necessarily agree with that for him. But we did enjoy his waltz. Anyway, we've got nine dancers to get through. Let's do it. <laughs> Dancing the quick step in a wedding frock when she could be reenacting the climactic prom at the end of 10 Things I Hate About You, it's Kate Silverton and her partner, Aliash. You stunned us off to silence with that image then. (laughs) I can't even remember what people were wearing in the prom scene of 10 Things I Hate About You. I just know that it is an iconic film. Uh, I think Heath Ledger has a shiny shirt on and I think... What's the name? Cat's got a blue dress on. I think people are wearing 90s wear. They're wearing 90s wear. There's might, no, there might no. be little tiny butterfly clip things in hair. And... Oh, I think there might be. I think you're right. I think there might be. You might have watched that film far too many times. It's a good one, though. I would highly recommend it. Um, the soundtrack is incredible and does contain this amazing cover of Cheap Tricks, I Want You to Want Me by a sort of... I think Bay Area punk band Letters to Cleo. Mm. Somebody tell me about the quick step. <laughs> it, was, it was fine, wasn't it? It was all right. Quick, steppy. I thought it was uh, at the higher end of competence for quick steps this series. Yeah, it looked good. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was definitely one of her best dances, like, since arguably the Foxtrot. But... Yeah, it was just nice to see her, like, being happy and herself again, almost. Yeah. You know, the injury problem had gone. Uh, the only thing that really confused me is the cake topper. It, then also he had a projection going down the floor, which really mocked my eyes somewhat. I don't know why. Like, death perception was way off. Oh, yeah, it sort of looked like they were dancing in midair for a while. It was disconcerting. Yes. The, the, ca- the camera angle made it look like they were on top of the stairs, like, the lower, the lower stairs. Mm. And then they were in the middle of the floor and just got really confused. They were they were acting out a magic eye trick. I I mean, I know that Aliash was really enjoying the wedding theme and presumably the end of Kate's painkiller prescription, but <laughs> I didn't understand it. Like it was just a theme plonked on top of the dance, like wedding toppers plonked on top of a cake. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't entirely necessary. Yeah, they'd feel like, here's a prop, use it. Yeah, but that that prop could just be a general romantic arch. Oh, the romantic moments I've had under arches. No, no. I mean, (laughs) that's only a Strictly thing. 
Like whenever I sit at a cafe table, I end up doing a 90 second dance number and then doing some kind of joke at the end. (laughs) I've got an arch in my garden, but what normally happens if I'm under that is a bird either poos on my head or I get frightened by a mouse. So, see, Alyash could have done a quick step routine about that. I look. I have every uh, confidence in Alyash doing a routine for pretty much any set of theming we could possibly give him. Well, that's good. So they're going to they're going to Blackpool. Yay! I'm very happy for them. They're apparently going to get in the sea, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, they're going that's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good way of getting in the sea at Blackpool in mid-November. It doesn't no. exist. It does not exist. <laughs> and they start on a boat. <laughs> I've been in the sea off the north coast of Scotland, but that was in August. And that was probably about the coldest sea I would want to get in. I Last October, I went in... I, like, I paddled up to my knees in the North Sea at Whitby. And that was... I mean, embracing, I think, is the word. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to see the Baltic Sea, Emily? And, and the, it was freezing. And it had actually frozen over and it looked like a big slushy. Yeah, I do remember that quite vividly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blackpool's not quite that cold, but it's getting there. Um, do we yes. know what she's doing? Did she say? Um, I don't I, think so. I think I only heard one dance for next week, to, and that was Ashley's, so yeah. I don't know what she's doing. Oh, what's Ashley getting? Oh, she's got a jive. jive. She, she mentioned it in the when the credits were coming and saying, we got a jive for Blackpool. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's the but second yeah. to last jive. The last person to do the jive <gasps> would be Kate. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Do we feel like she's going to get the jive as well? And then no, oh, to I make it well to stitch her up because we all know like Blackpool's probably her limit. Tradition, traditionally, um, if you're doubling up on dancers in weeks this late, it's to make you look terrible compared with whoever oh. else is doing the dance. And Ashley's the clear winner in this battle. Ouch! And, oh, well, what else could she do? She could do a salsa or a paso. I reckon Kate bringing the Paso drama and sass and everything at Blackpool could be immense. She's she's also not done her couple's choice. Oh, no. But we always have a Paso Mm -hmm. at Blackpool, don't we? There's always... Yes. Susan Susan and David last year. We had Anita and Glove in the past, Susan and Kevin. There's always a Paso for a big show day. Tell you who's not done a Paso. Stacey. No. Kevin can't always have the Blackpool Paso. He's special, but somebody else has got to have a chance. Uh, it's someone else's turn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we've gone way off into the weeds there. Yes. We very much enjoyed Kate, fabulous Kate, opening Yay. the show with something that brings her back up to sort of 90% of her amazingness. We're just waiting to see her knock it out of the park in Blackpool after she's been invigorated by the waters of the sea. (laughs) Dancing a samba that's somewhere between Dominica and St. Marie, it's Danny John Jules and his partner, Amy. Danny. (sighs) It happens every year about this time. Uh, Somebody that the papers don't approve of starts doing quite well and then... Uh, terrible things happen with their 
public profile. I was Alexandra last year. Yeah. Do you remember when Jamelia got it? Yeah. Oh, but she she was very. She's always outspoken and she didn't hide. She, the thing is, that's why I love Jamelia Strictly because she just didn't hide how what she was feeling. Mm-hmm. Like when she was in the dance off of thinking Halloween, she went, "I've just accepted that the public don't like me." And Tess was like, "No, we do like you." Just like, well, I'm in the dance off for the third time. And then when <laughs> on it takes two, and she said when they record when they recorded and did air quotes over. Peter's standing ovation, that's when I knew I was getting eliminated. Like, she just didn't care, and I loved her for it. <laughs> because I I don't know Danny John Jules before Strictly, so if this is true or not, I have no idea. I chose not to listen to it going into this dance. I acknowledged it, I didn't let it hamper my decision, but I think it did hamper a lot of people's in the end, sadly. The thing is, if people are difficult to work with, Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But the only people that seem to get the stories about diva behaviour in the papers are people of colour. Like, yeah. in football, mm. they've been doing Raheem Sterling dirty for years and years to the point where it started affecting how the guy performs. And they do it in Strictly as well. I think because I am of mixed race, my mother is a woman of colour, um, I think it's because... People who are just blunt, people who are black and of dark tone, have this stereotype around that they are loud, they are brass, and they just don't care. So people just assume that's what they're going to be like. They're going to be hard to work with, they're going to be loud, they're going to want the eyes in them, because for some reason, that's a stereotype they're thrown into. You know, I mean, OT even challenged it on her Instagram. I don't know if anyone saw that on her Instagram story. She challenged some hate comments she received. Did anyone else see that? I think on. Thursday night. No. Oh, I didn't see that on Thursday night, no. No, no. it was after she did the bit about having to go back to film the VTs, and then she said, I've seen people saying about, oh, I'm too loud, and this and this, and she went, I know I'm loud, I don't care that I'm loud, and then she hit back saying, if you're a dance trainer, and you've been working all week on someone to get one step right, like going backwards, and they finally did it, wouldn't you think you'd be a bit excited? So, she's getting fed up of the comments as well, and I think people are just like, yeah, assuming partly it's just assuming their race and that they're this diva and their hard work. But let's let's be honest. If you're stuck in a room with the same person for eight weeks, something about them is going to annoy you. We've all seen how Big Brother works. Like when you're stuck with the same person in a close environment for so long, you're gonna have arguments. You're gonna have moments you clash. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, especially where you're under a high-pressure situation where you're doing something very difficult that has to be right by the end of the week. Like, it's, it is it is a miracle that anybody gets to the end of a Strictly series speaking to each other. Yeah. Like, you can't work that closely with someone for that amount of time without falling out. Or falling in love, you know, it's that's it strictly is the way it is because it's an extreme situation. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it surprises me still, but it surprises people still. Yeah, um, but it, it wasn't his best dance, was it? That's the thing. No, but this is a good job, but it was well, like I said last week that I thought he was reaching his uh, threshold when it comes to these sorts of dancers. We know he can dance, but, you know, moving between styles isn't easy. No matter what people say about ringers, it's not easy to move between styles. And I feel like he just hit that point and he'd had all this awful press this week. And I think he looked pretty resigned to me. 
Like, he was ready for it to be over now. I could, well, just watching the show on Saturday night, it just felt like the show had sort of boxed him off and gone, right, that's it. Sars. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And it, and it looked like Amy sort of had resigned to it as well. Like her sort of body language, like her smile didn't feel as bright and as genuine as the past seven weeks have had as well. That's what I picked up on. Well, she she'll be. Like she was struggling. Like when, like how tired Katya looked those last few weeks when she had to dance with Sean. Just knowing that you are on TV being minutely scrutinized is going to make you look grumpy and knackered. And just everybody has done an amazing job just getting through it. Yeah. But say with Danny, he had the same old problem of he was trying too hard to be a perfectionist in a dance where you have to let go a bit. He was just adamant he wasn't going to let go. And if he did, and you just had more fluidity, like everything the judges said, he would have been fine because it was all there. Like you could see it. Mm. You just wanted to grab him and just go, breathe. And even in the dance-off, like, when the judge was talking, you could see he was really honed in and almost, like, you could see, like, the keyboard in his brain whirring. Like, mm. we said what would happen. Like, we said this would happen to Danny if he fell into a dance-off, and it did. He over-forced he over it too much. He tried too hard again, and so he went wrong in the dance-off slightly, which is what ultimately cost, cost him his spot, because, you know, everyone's, everyone was saying about the judges, like, saying... You both danced well, but one went wrong and the other didn't, so I have to save the one that didn't go wrong. And yeah, even James Jordan's gone on Twitter and said, like, for performance, you'd say Graham, but for dancing, you'd say Danny, so it's a really tough one to call. Yeah. So, oh, it's, it's a shame because he'd started off so well and, it's, you know, he could have potentially been in the semi final. But just that one thing, it's the, the, the curse of the ringer in that pre existing dance experience if you are not able to adapt that to Latin and ballroom, will actually hinder you. Yes. Um, and that's basically what happened with Danny and Amy. Also, um, I have to now say that, um, as is usually the case, the samba is now the deadliest dance in the competition. <laughs> so many people get knocked out on sambas. Um, and it's so difficult. It is such a hard dance. In terms of, hang on, I've got it on a spreadsheet somewhere, obviously. <laughs> so, in terms of just sheer numbers, chachas are quite bad. They've uh, eliminated seventeen percent of people who've done chachas, but sambas, we've had less of them. We've we've had seven, and. That's been two eliminations. So 29% of the people who've done sambas, that's been their last dance. Wow. And I think it's because the samba also comes from not, like you very rarely see it early. And I know we saw Graham and Susanna do it in week one, but you very rarely see a samba so early. And when it does get to like week seven and week eight, where the competition is improving and samba's so hard, it does stick out and you do fall straight to the bottom. And that is what sends you home because it's so tough. Yeah, and that's why Graham, that's why Oti yeah, has right. done an amazing thing for Graham by getting it done when nobody expected him to be any good at all. Tactical yes. queen. Tactical queen. <laughs> queen of everything. Queen of civil engineering. Queen of booty shots. Queen of tactics. Queen of everything. Yeah, queen um, of everything. Queen of everything. Sambas, um, don't do them. Yeah. Yes, getting done early is is the key. Yeah. Yes. 
so that when you do look rubbish, you can just say, oh, it's because you're early. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I will say, as a final point, I was a bit confused by Amy's dress because from a distance it looked like fringing, but then obviously it was that sort of like tiered thing, and it just it just looked a bit odd. It was frothy. I quite liked yeah. it. I mean, I liked the belt bit, which broke it up, but it's just like yeah, the sort of whole sort of like tiered frothy thing. Like, I don't know how I felt about it. I wanted to like it, but then I wasn't sure. <laughs> Ruffles. I loved her mm. hair though. I did love Amy's hair. Yeah. Oh, Amy. She's she has oh. earned um probably whoever is the hunk who has been shipped in from EastEnders Holby next year. I think she's thinking <laughs> winner next year because she's proven if she gets a good enough partner she can make, yes. she can turn him into she's... something really fabulous because Danny as I said got the first 10. Yes. So I think she's set up for a very good partner next year and a potential finalist if not winner. Stay with us Amy. Yes, please, please, please. And that way we get more personality from her, apart from just being Welsh, because we still don't know much of her. Not enough. She's Welsh and she's tough as nails. <laughs> Dancing the couple's choice contemporary and reducing me to just saying, look, that was really good to hell with the format of the show. It's Ashley Roberts and her partner, Pasha. Again, couple's choice is really good. I have no idea what it's got to do with competitive Latin and ballroom dancing, but this is where we are. All I can do is sort of say how good it was, I guess. It, it was it good, was but good. It, it's, it proves she's done contemporary before because the leaps and the jumps she was doing, you don't just learn in a week. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. I, I mean, it was, it was amazing. We cannot deny that. Her expression and her emotion was brilliant but like when she did that sort of like turn into the big jump which is a typical sort of leaping contemporary and it, it it feels like she had done it before well she had oh yes, oh, yes. She i has. just feel like what was the point of getting a trained dancer to come on to do contemporary with pasha and not giving it a 40 like what are they waiting for are they waiting for a 40 at blackpool i think they must be yeah using that as a yeah because Craig, point this year. Craig was making things up to not give her a 10. Yeah, that, I mean, that was patent nonsense, wasn't it? I want to see more breath in it, darling. <laughs> and by that, I mean yeah. you breathing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. And I thought that was very good. And the week before Blackpool is the appropriate time to bring out your bereavement stories. So that's fine. Yes. I do, I do also think it's weird that she, he mentioned breathing when she's got a jive next week, when, when they always comment about if you lose your breath and your stamina. So, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. And yeah, three, three weeks in a row now she's got a 39. It's, it's getting a bit samey. <laughs> Do you yeah. feel like do you feel like you've warmed to her yet though? I I warmed to her more because I did really like this performance. I hated the music choice, not gonna lie. Do I still want her to win? No. Would I be upset if she didn't make the final? Still no. She's I, gonna give us a cracking show dance. Yeah, I'm hoping the jive will will turn her around for me because the jive is when like you really let yourself go in your personality and that can you know change your mark that can really change your public's perception of you i think strictly so i'm hoping with 
I love that she said, oh, oh, I've never been to Blackpool. Does she even know what Blackpool is on a map if you told her? She she yeah. is not prepared for what awaits her in Blackpool. <laughs> I think... It's like McCartney said, you've never been to Blackpool. Why would a member of the Pussycat Dolls ever go to Blackpool? <laughs> Britney played Blackpool this year at Pride. Yes, she did. Um, <laughs> she, like, stranger things have happened. Elvis was at Prestwick Airport. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I think that a bit of tabloid-friendly kiss-me-quick-hat-wearing and donkey-cuddling in Blackpool could potentially be very endearing for Ashley if she wanted to do that. Especially also because they always have that big after-party after Blackpool. She could probably do something photogenic and heartwarming. I I think she's going to love, like, the wackiness that is just Blackpool as a city because Blackpool is just bananas and I think that's really gonna like not resonate with her but she's gonna feel like quiet at home because she's a bit yeah but as well. she's been to she's been to Las Vegas so I don't know what Blackpool has to show her um a budget Vegas yeah mushy peas they don't have mushy peas in rock, Las Vegas rock. Rock with Ashley, Ashley and Pasha rock. If Ashley and Pasha, Ashley and Pasha need to get the rock making VT this Blackpool. Definitely. Yeah. What other Blackpool like trope tradition things? They'll they'll, they'll ride a donkey along the seafront. You can go up the tower. You can go up the tower. You can uh, you yes. can walk down a depressed street of boarded up houses and talk yes. about austerity. B and B's hotels. You could do oh, Stacy could do a documentary film about hen nights. Yes, I think I should <laughs> join in there. That would be amusement arcade. <laughs> Stacy Dooley investigates hen nights. To to like fully. Nick, one of uh, Billy Bragg's onstage jokes, it's Life Night of the Living Hen. Ooh. Uh, but yes, there are plenty of opportunities for Ashley to develop that sort of audience connection that she would need to convert those high scores into a win. But, yeah. you know, the Glitter Ball trophy isn't the win for Ashley. It's the increased profile and being able to book more jobs here that don't involve Keith Lemon. Yeah, that's how I felt about this dance, actually. I I did feel like it was a kind of Ashley-centred uh, ad, advert, really, for her. I, I, um, the one thing I, I have to say about the dance that I didn't like, as somebody who's studied contemporary dance, was that Pasha was basically a springboard come crash mat and all she seemed to do was jump on him, jump off him. I would have liked to have seen them actually dance together. He was meant to be representing her dad. So he was, I suppose it, that was a lot of um, lifts to dance practice, car journeys to dance shows, a lot of the sort of silent support. I'm, I am reaching here, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit, the ending was a bit of a letdown as well, where she just like yes. walked up this platform, which we never saw, and then she just fell off it. I was like, you've had such a dramatic, and that seemed like such a weekend. It's like, Pasha didn't have an ending. So it's like, oh, we'll just do this. Because the do you know, was so intense. No, I liked the ending, because you know what she did. You know what we've been looking out for all series, and people have not been doing it. She looked down the camera. 
Yes, she did. And because it looked... a gifable moment. Because it looked like a perfume advert, I was expecting her to say, evocatif or something. Um, Yeah, her outfit was a very perfume, wasn't it? A very just random perfume advert. But she did it. She achieved what has apparently been impossible so far and looked down the camera. Yes, I I will say that burgundy colour on her was lovely. That was a nice colour on Ashley. Yeah, like mm. nice not to see a pastel us. on contemporary as well. Yes. Mm. yes. Dancing the salsa and in- and introducing us to the keep fit stylings of Mr. Otivator. It's Graham Swan and his partner Oti. So it's just going to be Oti's like workout thing for next year when she's not doing Strictly. Like her. Whatever you went to Ellie's, it's just basically what it's going to be next year, do you think? <laughs> She's doing Strictly next year. Please don't say she's quitting. Uh, no, her, her summer work. Off the thing season. you went to in Off Glasgow. Season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otis Shake thing. It. Um, That's the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the complete mind blank. It's going to be that or fit steps. Like, either Ian White's going to make her idea, or Otis going to do that for her <laughs> own thing. Because <laughs> well, it was so camp and stupid, and I loved every second. Yeah, and a largely solo routine as well. And you, yes. the bits that were coupled up, because that's how you do the fit steps and the shake it routines. Yes. They're solo, but based on uh, Latin and ballroom steps. And it, it was mad. It was ridiculous. But it was really enjoyable. And well executed. It was, a, it was a fast routine with no breaks in it as well. Yeah. And so much could have gone wrong. If oh, he'd have tripped God. up on that um, uh, travel, what's it called? A Treadmill. Treadmill, yeah. If he'd have tripped up on that or trodden on something, that could have gone horribly wrong. I mean, I've definitely been to step classes where I have legged myself up over the step. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, the, the treadmill is not the most dangerous thing there. I was even willing to give um, Mr. Sweden 2017 a grudging nod of respect for dancing on treadmills. Yeah. It's like, okay, go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they started it. They Rob, started it. Robin that. Benson is a ripoff merchant. Well, yes. <laughs> Thank you for coming up with the non legally actionable way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> This was really good. I did really love it. I mean, when we heard the song, like I, like, I couldn't hear a sound from it at all. So again, I was like, I'm going to trust Oti on this because I wouldn't figure out how to do this as a routine. And then obviously they said it's around fitness instructors and it takes two. And we're like, how is this going to work? And then, of course, in its own bizarre, weird, Oti way, it was executed perfectly. <laughs> I, I do really appreciate Oti's sense of camp. Like, the space jive had nothing to do with anything, didn't seem to be coming from anywhere. It was not an idea that was connected to anything, but I went with it and it worked. The neon fitness instructors, I have no idea what it has to do with anything, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the extreme stimuli, eight out of 10. I will say this, and it's the reason why I love Graham so much on this show, is that he has so much fight on the dance floor and I personally Mm. love that. Like, in the dance-off, he went full out. He refused to give up. And I love that about Graham. He puts his heart into every single dance. Whether it's for himself or his kids or anyone who's voting for him, like, he just tries so hard every single time. He's one, of, our, lovely. He's one of England's greatest cricketers. 
I just love it. I just love to see someone in a dance competition just fight for their fight for their spot. Like he was basically saying, "It's me or him, and I'm not going home." Mm. And I loved it. That's probably why you won the dance off as well. It, it probably is because it was a close dance off. Yep. Yep. Um, that and Oti's tactical booty shots. I, hypnotic. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Good God. Um, <laughs> it was, she wasn't padded like a drag queen, was she? Like she? No, no, that's no. That's, that's all. That's all Oti. <laughs> that's all Oti. <laughs> I mean, they looked great on her. I will give her that. And we we know she's not here for the having to go back to the training studio to do some VTs because someone forgot to film them moment either. As she put on Instagram. Uh, no, 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 no. Like, she, seriously, don't mess. don't mess with her. Treat her with respect because she is queen of everything. It's just the fact that she went, we've now got to go back to the studio and film some VTs and we're doing a 10 till 10 tomorrow with two breaks. Hmm. I was like, oh, this is a black woman who is not happy. She's going to give them, oh, what for when she walks in that training room? <laughs> oh, uh, but... I would do anything to avoid being on Oti's bad side. (laughs) (laughs) I love Graham Lucy. I'm so happy they've made Blackpool. Yes, they're going to have fun. Yeah, I I really like Graham. I I didn't think I would when he first got announced, but I've really warmed to him. I I did not want him to go home tonight. When he got called to the dance-off, again, I was really sad. Yeah. I'm not ready to lose Graham. <laughs> he's he's done what we always like it when the the sort of the sports boys do, and he's fully embraced it from the spray tans to the spandex to just doing whatever it takes to uh, do progress in the competition. Yeah, crit- cricketers on this program go one way or another as well, don't they? They do tend to go that like fully embrace it whole hog they are strictly mm. or they're, they're still quite uh, holding themselves back from it and, and you don't want to them oh none of you are actual cricket fans so you no. so you know that move that he did on the treadmill with his hand behind his back doing a sort of jerking motion mm. that's the sprinkler that was his uh, trademark dance move on the cricket pitch Oh, I do that on the night out. Cause who, that's a great dance move. I recognise it. I didn't realise that's what he did, but that is one of my go-to dance moves on the dance floor. The sprinkler. Hurrah! It's also a great way of making sure you have space on the dance floor as well, especially when you've got long arms like me. I'm you doing just, it now. Just do it in a circle. You've just got a radius. You're sorted. Amazing. Clear the area. Elliot is about to drop some moves. <laughs> Pretty much. It's my warning sign. <laughs> You're cranking up to release a giant move. Um, so, yes, Graham and Oti doing well, going to Blackpool, all is well in the world. Depending on what comes out, I mean, if he's back in the ballroom, he's got Foxtrot, Quickstep and Viennese. I would love for Oti to give him a ridiculous Viennese waltz at Blackpool. Mm. I would love a Viennese from him. Yes. Also, it's like... But isn't he can do both sides to be seen? He did the elegant walls last week, and then this week he's just gone at the other end of the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Love it. I want Oti to get a winner. You never know. Graham might win. Yeah, stranger things have happened in this. In yeah, this I mean, series. I guess Goffy winning did come out of nowhere. Nowhere. Chris Holland's winning came out of nowhere. No, no, that was that was always going to happen. He was looking yeah. down the camera. No, seriously, it is how you can tell who's going to win. 
he know like yeah chris hollins knew how to sell it yeah and that's a wrap on graham Dancing the jive and earning a million brownie points for doing it in the proper shoes, it's Feitosa and her partner, Giovanni. Yay, dance heels and jive. (laughs) If you're going to jive, jive with Gio. That's Gio's jive jingle. I mean, I've not got a lot to say about this because to me it did feel like the kind of pro jive I would watch on a Sunday night and sort of ignore because I'm still writing the intros for this podcast. It was very skillful, but it did not move me. Yeah, it was fine. I I liked her flick turns, which Jane Aliona did a few years ago, and they're very iconic jive now. I liked when she did them. There was too much skirt wafting, though. Like I was like, like put the skirt down. Like you clearly been told to use it, but let let go of the skirt, please. Like she just held had it held onto it. I was like, put the skirt down, please. Just just let go. (laughs) Use your three arm. I'm there saying, was a lot was of. Was it to avoid criticism of the free arm? Probably. Mm. It was probably. She probably spoke to Giovanni about it, saying like, "I don't know what to do with my arm," so he's just gone, just grab the skirt. Ah, uh, just all like just. Skirt. It'll distract them. Yeah. That's yeah. probably Gio's way of coming round it. But I, I spied that they'd got um, suspender tops detailing on her tights. Oh, that is nice. I do like a bit of the uh, tights detail. Very nice. So I also wonder if, not it was a planned move, but it also helped show that kind of detailing for the 40s jive. Mm. Mm. I also Uh, thought that uh, Giovanni didn't have his shirt tucked in and he would have done. Yeah. Uh, If you're going to uh, go retro, you have to pay attention to the details. You do. I do feel like they got his top from like Zara or H&M or something like that outfits like that because I swear like I've seen like every other person in that sort of top this year that stripe the 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 colour scheme was a bit hidey high yes that's what it was it was I I was expecting (laughs) to be a yellow coat (laughs) (laughs) oh can somebody explain to people what hidey high is one sentence description of hidey high Um, brilliant old fashioned brilliant classic comedy on a on, on a holiday camp. Eighties sitcom. Yeah, set in the 40s, 50s. I'm going to assume that it's completely unbroadcastable nowadays. I watched some recently. You couldn't show most of it now. Okay. <laughs> it was on BBC Two a few years ago. Because I remember watching it. Oh, the iconic. Yeah, they had to. Hi, Amy and Brian did a did a jive based on it last year, and her opening line is what was played in every single episode when they went Heidi High Campus. Heidi High. But, Hi, of course, yes, because Amy's just Welsh. Yeah, Welsh gets the Gladys Pew vote. Yeah. Oh, dear. But, Faye, doing a drive in the proper shoes, it's amazing how much of a difference it makes. And I know that Gio had Converse on, but he can do whatever he wants because he's a pro. Yeah. But, yes, Faye, proper shoes, hurrah. Yes. Hmm. If anything, it's more important for the female to do it, just so they get, you can see their feet better and the extension of their foot. It makes their feet look cleaner as well so and I wasn't watching Geo's feet anyway because I thought they would be fine so <laughs> I kind of yeah, trust the price footwork to be okay yeah I mean who cares what Geo's doing yeah there's a reason you know the the accepted outfits in, in um, competitive dance have come about so that you can see people's feet and footwork and legwork it's not to be comfy if you're comfy you're doing something wrong yeah, yeah. 
Because, you know, there's, there's something later on where someone's legs were almost totally obscured because of what they were wearing. Mm. Mm. Anything else on Faye? We've managed to spin quite a lot out on Faye, which is interesting because I didn't think there was much to talk about. Uh, There wasn't. It was a a lovely, perfectly competent dance. Yeah. She needs to dance from the inside out. Yes. Uh. I want to see some heart. We want to see some guts. We want to see Faye's spleen. Yes. In a nice way. Yeah. (laughs) Not literally in a... Not kind of nice you don't way. don't ha- don't go getting an MRI on our account, yeah. but we would like <laughs> to see your heart and your guts. <laughs> Dancing the waltz under the moon and the watchful murderous eye of Villanelle. It's Stacy Dooley and her partner Kevin. So I finally learned something about Stacy. She's friends with actress Jodie Comer, who does very good assassin business. So I've learned about Stacey. That is, that is more, that is a hundred percent more than I knew about her previously. Wow. Um, I also yeah. knew, I also knew that Stacey Dooley had never heard the song Moon River before. How? Yeah. How she's not coming across like as very cultural, is she? But Maybe she's so like, in her work yeah. that she doesn't have time. If you're not from a family that watches old movies or listens to music that is not of your actual era, then you're not going to have heard Moon River. No, but I, don't, I also don't get the sense that she listens to now music either. Some people aren't into music. I know, I know like, for a lot of, particularly us doing this podcast, that is a weird thing to say, but some people are not interested in music. Meg also during the week we were trying to ponder about Stacy and um Meg suggested that because of the nature of her work um she is just very good at not giving personal details away about herself but she's a very good listener and that's why she appears charismatic yet blank mm. that's a very good point but uh, yeah I like that. She'd make a good spy. Maybe <laughs> is. Um, I was worried about her being in the dance-off for this because it had all the tropes of so far of that screen dance-off. We had the pointless prop, we had the dry ice, and we had a wolf switch. Didn't do a lot, and she was slap-bang in the middle of the leaderboard. And I felt she danced it well, but she didn't perform it. She did just kind of do the steps. It was a performance that was largely led by Kevin's Velvet Blazer. Like I was just, I was just there thinking, a Velvet Blazer, nice. It's nice to see a Velvet Blazer with a shawl collar. We like to see that. He would have been melting in it. He's probably, yes. he probably had to wrestle it off Anton like with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> you see Teresa chasing him backstage down the down one of the gangways to get this blazer off him. <laughs> Uh, I did notice that um, when they're waiting to be called safe, and it's between Stacey and Danny, Kevin's face seemed to get more and more angry. Or... He looked awful. Yeah, he looked... Was he just... he I looked... thought he was going to be sick. It's because Kevin really cares about this competition. I, I do feel like maybe if she had fallen to the dance-off, that would have given 
her and Kevin the kick up the backside they need. Yes. Like for Blackpool, because they, I can see they're trying, but like you said, they're not doing enough to challenge at the minute. And I'm starting to think they're not going to win now because they are every week I'm waiting for like, this is the week Stacey's going to break through. Like this is the week she's going to get a 10. And each week it's just not happening. She is absolutely not improving fast enough to win. It's week nine next week. You know, time's not on their side. Nope. The good news is the dancers that she has left do lend themselves to a big showy wow moment in Blackpool. Viennese, American Smooth, Charleston, Salsa, Samba, no, Salsa, Rumba, strike that one, Paso, and Argentine Tango. The thing is, though... Charleston, isn't it? Oh, God. The thing is, though, I don't think I would believe her in an Argentine Tango. She's a relaxed, fun-loving... I just don't think I would that believe character. Yeah. Given like the production they put in the Blackpool with the added dancers and everything, it just seems I don't I don't say set up, but if she wants to make the breakthrough and if Kevin wants her to become a person to challenge Ashley and Faye on the leaderboard at least. No, I think it's I think it's time to bring out the American Smooth. Like, oh, I do think it would be a nice American Smooth. A massive because I, I know he only did the 1930s last week, but a massive Hollywood American smooth in Blackpool that caters to uh, Kevin's foibles. And I don't know what Stacey would think about it, but I'm sure she'd go along with it. None of the girls have done American smooths yet. I suppose they're waiting for the core strength to build up so that they can uh, sustain the lifts. But yeah, <laughs> Stacy as uh, I think Stacy's missed the exit for Winnerville. Kind of peaked, doesn't she? A bit too early, possibly. She could still pull it back. I mean, yeah. didn't didn't Joe have an off week at some point? Yeah, he did. Yeah, week two. Mm. So Joe had a, but yeah, I think he had it on really early on, and from then he was just consistent, but consistently good. And Ore's week off was Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh yes. Oh, that was so bad. That was awful. That was <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> was, oh. was it like he was a werewolf with? No, no. He was like an old man. Wasn't he was he? a creepy sweet shop owner. Which, yes. Ugh. And they like he they stuck a weird fake beard on him, and that was the origin Orange. of our our rule: don't obscure your face. Face. Yeah. Oh. I mean, what, and it looked like he was shoving a lolly down his trousers as well. <laughs> There's a statement. I've forgotten about that. What? So, uh, so had everybody. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm still waiting for like, I've had wow moments with Stacey where it's like, oh, this concept's amazing, or she really went for it. But I'm waiting for the I want to stand up and clap wow moment. I haven't had it yet. Like mm. Ashley gave me that this week with her contemporary. She made me go wow. Faye gave me that with her jazz. Stacey didn't give me that with her couple's choice, which is a worry when you think about it. They've all done their couple's choice. Yeah. This is the worst. Damn. Since she got announced, I wanted her to be in the final and win because I love Stacey Dooley. I always have. And I love Kevin. But it does seem like, are they just going to let Kevin be the bridesmaid again and is it going to be Geo's year to win instead? Because Geo's made the final several times and not won. I don't know. I think that at this point, the storyline is so up in the air. Nobody has a clue what's going to happen. No. Um, but yes, yeah, Stacey is going to have to go some to win from this position. I, it's, 
Do you remember when we got really frustrated with Louise for just sort of taking it week by week and going, oh, this is nice, I, I enjoy this, but you didn't feel like the competition had got under her skin? Mm. I, it feels like Stacey isn't competitive. I, I think she is. I think she has got that fight in her, but we just haven't seen it. and I want to see it. How do we solve a problem like Stacey Dooley? And Kevin, to be honest. <laughs> Dancing a samba that proves if you think you remember the 90s hippie revival, you weren't there because it didn't happen. It's Joe Sugg and his partner, Diane. Yeah, what was all that about? Um, I was in the 90s. It wasn't like that. I remember the 90s. It wasn't like that at all. No. Like, nobody was wearing any kappa. I mean, how could it possibly have been the 90s? There was no popper trousers either. <laughs> oh, my God. Popper trousers. Popper trousers. They did try and revive those last summer, didn't they? Ooh. Yes, they did. <laughs> Making Fetch happen, 2018 edition. But, and it looked like Joe had maybe done his glitter makeup himself or some. Oh, that was all. That was really <laughs> weird. You don't he looked like, like he'd been punched by a girl eye. in makeup with glitter on their hand. No, he looked like he'd been authentically up for three days straight at a festival. Yeah, I guess that was that. I guess that was what they were going for. But I don't recall Hanson being large on the Reading and Leeds circuit. I don't think they even played a V no. festival. Hanson played live and kicking. Yes. You say Hanson were young when that song came out, weren't they? They were very, very young. Yes, they were famously children. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good song then. It's still no. not a good song. It's not a samba. It's not a samba, first of all. No. Like, even in BPM terms, I don't think it qualifies. It's only just faster than Africa, which was too slow to samba to. It just qualifies, but you have to really listen to hear the samba beat. And like, you sort of have to count it to go, oh, there it is, and then that's it. This, this was just a bit of a mess. Again, I was fully expecting, if not Stacey, Joe to be in the dance-off because this, this wasn't good. Yeah. I didn't enjoy this from Joe at all. This should have been the week where we had an unexpected dance-off. Yeah. And, and also, it, it just made sense because how, like, his whole thing has been, I want to get to Blackpool, and then you put in a shock that then system that he could go out the week before Blackpool. This mm. is... Which would have been cruel, but... <laughs> In terms of views in 24 hours, this is his least viewed dance. I'm not surprised. No. There's, there's nothing about it that makes you want to watch it back, sadly. And I say, I like Joe, and like he is really trying, but again, he admitted on like all week he's been saying, we've been really struggling with the samba. So my expectations were quite low, and he, he just looked awkward. He was, I don't, I don't even know. like. At least he's got it out of the way. He has. And then Bruno, who gave it a nine? Was it Bruno? Bruno. Yeah. What's okay, that about? I'm, I'm going I'm to be like pretty scandalous here. Has he just got a thing for Joe Sugg? Because he's been constantly overmarking him, in my opinion. <laughs> I think he just doesn't want Joe at any point to be in a dance-off. Like, that's what's saving him. Because this should have been about a 30, not a 32. Yeah. I get the feeling that they'd kind of forgotten that Danny had already done a samba. Because if they compared this one to Danny's, then I think they probably wouldn't have scored it as it was. Or at least they shouldn't have. Well, it was hard watching it to tell it was a samba. 
Yeah. Yeah, what was that sort of, like, street dance bit in the middle as well, where they sort of stopped, like, did, like, the punches on the body rolls, but I didn't like that either. Also, not, nothing to it do with hands squatting. Do you know, the bit that I hate in Samba the most is when the gentleman squats and fluffs the lady's skirt. I believe that is a very ungainly move. Nobody it makes it look nice. And it just looks like, you know, sexual harassment. It's not a move you should do on national TV, is it? Like... There's some things you just don't do on TV. That is one of them. <laughs> don't squat on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a rule for life there. Yes. <laughs> if, if the camera is rolling, don't squat. Squat. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Joe dodged a very big neon-fringed bullet yeah. covered in glitter. It's a good joke. It's, it's a good job he went second behind Danny I think if it had been the other way round he might not have dodged that bullet yeah if, if Dan if Joe was the first Samba instead of Danny this would have been judged harsher yeah because where Danny was too straight Joe just had no straight was, leg yeah. action at all and you still need some straight leg action in Samba it's how you get the bounce because you bring your body up in your core and then you go back down for your legs it's very important yeah and uh, <laughs> but yeah he's got it out of the way but it doesn't bode well for the salsa when he does that, does he? Ugh. He could get His to the Latin. final without salsering. His Latin, though, is just... But then he's got to rumba instead. Yeah. Pick your, pick your poison. <laughs> His, Latin isn't, His Latin isn't strong, is it? He's really struggling. He's really struggling. Joe is not a good enough dancer to win this competition. No. He's lovely. He's likeable. And he he's is not going to win on a dancing test on a, it, on a it dancing thing. Looked at one point like he was improving fast enough to win, and it's gone. That is not no longer the case. Yeah. yeah. Up until this week, he was improving, and you're thinking, okay, he's back in contention, and now this has just struck him off completely. I feel. Like. But like Stacy, he does have the chance to do a big pivotal Blackpool. Yes. Yes. He, and he's he's been built. You know, they've been building up the um, oh my. 90-year-old Nan. So maybe he gets the big romantic Viennese in Blackpool instead yes. of Stacey. Yeah, because yeah. he hasn't... The only ballroom he hasn't done a quick step in Viennese, so... Uh, he's not done the tango either. Oh, he's not going to do a tango at Blackpool. It's like, talking about your gran or halting to a tango is just not going to work, is it? <laughs> We're just no, going to have, like, guy liner instead. Guy liner, grinding on Diane, no. He'll be in a tail suit... Diana will look like a cupcake topper. It'll be great. Yeah, that would be lovely. I would be very surprised if Joe isn't Vianneseing to something um, retro. He'll either open the show or close the show, and he'll get a 10. Let's see how much of that actually happens. <laughs> Mystic Elliot. <laughs> Joe, close I... the show. No, Joe can't close the show, so he would have to open it because yeah, he closed the show. He has he opened it in about six weeks. He's he not opened open it, it since week four. Yeah, so he'll open the show. He'll be a Viennese. He'll be in a tail suit. Diane will be in a pastel colour, maybe pink or white, and they'll get a ten. That, that's what I'm guessing. That is a heck of an accumulator. I know how this show works. <laughs> I've watched it for 14 years. Yeah, watch them. Watch them. Listen to this and then hastily change it so he's doing an Argentine tango. <laughs> If I get any of that right, I'm going to be really proud of myself. 
dancing the Viennese waltz and for some weird reason provoking lots of comments on their chemistry, it's Lauren Stedman and her partner AJ. So are we doing the showman's thing again? I really hope not because I really loved this and I really loved Lauren for it. So like, if, this is, if, this is, if this is the angle they want to take with it, please don't. Yeah, don't, because like that was Lauren achieving. Don't make was, it because she's fallen in love or something. This was a huge breakthrough for her. My only criticism is AJ copped out and did the same underarm turn drop he did in the waltz. Uh, I thought you were going to say your only problem was AJ. <laughs> well, no, well, that, that's just a common thread right now. But obviously when she goes underneath the arm and dips, like, he did the exact same thing in the waltz and then just did it in the Venus. like, you use the exact same move. Like, come on, AJ. At least try and disguise it. Apart from that, it was lovely. I re- I'm really happy Lauren did so well on this dance. I'm really happy she got 34. And she- the only problem is, is that it co- it's going to cause one of two things. Either she is going to be the shock finalist and knock someone out, either Stacey or Joe, or for the third year running, AJ is going to be knocked out in the semi-final. And that means every single one of AJ series, he's gone out in the semi-final. And that's just too cruel. Even for AJ, that is just cruel. It's basically just saying, AJ, shape up. <laughs> like, so close, but go, it goes. <laughs> Not even the bridesmaid, you just weren't invited to the wedding. This was lovely. It was. It was a very lovely yeah. dance. I liked the, the the thing in the VT where they were talking really frankly about how they work with Lauren's um, disability. And, you know, I think it's always good to hear how they have to, not how they have to, but how they adapt things to make it still flow. And just, I like that. You know, it's, it's really interesting and... It makes it just, I don't know, it makes it feel quite informative. Yeah, this is the reason, this is the reason that we um, enjoy having the fantastic athletes uh, from Parasport in Strictly because it is just amazing to see people adapt and just deal with stuff and get on with it. And just be like, yeah, we're just getting on with it as well. Yeah. I would... Oh, from a dance perspective, this, re- this really did show how strong her core is. I mean, we know it's strong from being a triathlete, but this really showed how strong mm. her core strength is. And I think that's what made this dance so good, because, say, her core from the, all the way through the centre, and you can see it through her back, was just fantastic and on point. Like, you couldn't fault it. And Lauren's best dance, by a mile. I it's really one of those dances. Like, I've really fallen for it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not been the ones I expected this year. Really infectious grin. <laughs> like when you get when you see her grinning in in the videos, like that's one of those ones that you can't help but smile back to. Yeah. Oh, lovely Lauren. Um, anything also amazing, Lauren. Yes. <clears throat> Fantastic, Lauren. If How they brilliant would that be? <laughs> if they want rid of her, if they want her to go. Rumba. Rumba is awful in Blackpool Ooh. because you just look like you're a tiny rock in the middle of the ocean. Have we had a rumba at Blackpool? That's, it seems a waste that big floor to do a rumba. Unless you're like, you are that good to be able to make, this, like you said, make, this, make the entire arena go. 
I don't think they would do that. They wouldn't do no, that. No, no, it no. It seems a bit too risky, and it, it doesn't fit the camp extravaganza that is Blackpool. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what kind of rumba AJ would choreograph. Have well, we seen AJ rumba? I'm pretty Molly, and it was Molly and AJ last year, and it was awful because she was in flat shoes. They did a lift, and they didn't actually dance to a rumba. It was musical week, and it was the song from Greece, which wasn't in the film, I think, and it was just a bunch of wafting about and cat. I've totally... Hopelessly devoted to you. That's not a rumba. Exactly, it wasn't. It's so cool. they were dancing. And then Shirley Ballas said their timing was perfect the entire way out. Uh, we were actually in Mrs. On, and me and Mrs. On, my mother, my mother's best friend, and my friend were all sat drinking, eating Domino's, shouting at the TV at how bad it was. Hey! Um, well, you know... terrible. <laughs> Elliot, you can't fight the narrative. Dancing a Charleston that should really have been to George Formby's cheeky classic When I'm Cleaning Windows is Charles Venn and his partner Karen. In the worst yeah. wig ever. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Advertised totally that it was plastic. It was so bad. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lego one. Down the top of stairs. I said, oh my god. <laughs> Otie is using all of the wig budget for this year, though. She was trying to go for, like, a 20s flapper wig, mm. and it, it didn't like work. Ali- it, it looked like Aliona's wig from when they did Pulp Fiction, but they were trying to, like, trim it, and then they just took off a chunk of it, so they had to even it out on the other side. It was a brunette version of... Do you remember the early meme of a cat with some orange peel on its head? Melon <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was it melon rind? Oh, sorry. Melon rind. <laughs> and then, uh, the wig the wasn't even the worst part of the starts. And they were wearing, once again, our bête noire converse. <sighs> don't, like, if you're going to Charleston in converse, don't bother. They had Karen in full-length trousers, which normally would be fine, but for Charleston, isn't it all about the sort of cleanness of the moves? And I couldn't see what her feet and her legs were doing. Just a poor concept, badly executed. Yeah. But because it's a Charleston and it's, you know, the Charleston is always prone to overmarking and it was on last, they get Charles through another week on, on basically leaderboard life support. Like the two weeks he's done really well, he's closed the show. So it was obvious he was, they wanted yeah. to get through. Also, if that's how they clean windows, I am never hiring them. Like, they were so vigorous and, like, weird in their, like, motions of cleaning windows before the music started, if anyone's noticed that as well. That was weird. And Charles had the most fake smile I have ever seen in a Strictly Come Dancing routine. He looked uncomfortable. But he was like, I'm just going to grin through this because I really want this to be over, but I'm having a good time. Charles is a... I didn't believe him for one second. He's a serious guy. He will have felt that Charleston was beneath him. I'm not quite sure what the judges were looking at because they were like, oh, I loved your character. I loved all the movements. I was like, there was no character. There were no (laughs) movements. I can't even remember that. I remember a one-handed cartwheel... 
and, and some kind of ch- yeah and some lifts but i can't actually remember any choreography i did not see a new lift so normally when you've got a strong male celeb and a daring female pro you get a new lift that you've not seen yeah. before like even even bloody katia managed to pull a brand new lift out for her charleston There was nothing original about this Charleston. Like, and also, after you did the cartwheel, and like that is the weirdest way I've ever seen someone get She got like turned around, cocked her leg, and got yanked forwards. Yeah, it, felt it was very really bizarre. It was, it was so bizarre. Like, yeah, wasn't a fan of this. Can you be surprised? I want again. I want to come on here one week and not absolutely berate Charles and actually say he's done a good job. But again, this felt so forced, so stupid. Stop and making it hard for us to like you, Charles. And again, a concept got in the way. Why the concept? Concepts are killing the Charleston, basically. Yeah, like oh. what's wrong with? Uh, we're dancing a Charleston-themed Charleston. I mean, it's it's the nineteen twenties. That's that should be enough. Like Helen George and Ali Ash, there's your reference for doing a proper Charleston. It was it was a forty second street. It was nineteen twenties, and it was great. There was no distraction. It was great. Or Matt and Alfiona as well. They had a great Charleston years ago. And just keep, just keep it simple. Uh, Caroline and Pasha. Oh yes, that was that was amazing as well. I want to like Charles, and I'm struggling. I am really struggling, and. If he's in the final over Stacey or Joe, like, I will be marching out to L Street and having a word with someone. I don't care who. The, the security man on the gate. Um, <laughs> I, he will be the name I'm least surprised to see when they announced who's doing the tour. He'll be the first name. Oh, yeah. He's so patently doing the tour because he's... Is he being written out of casualty at the minute or whatever he's in? I've never wa- I don't really watch Holby, so I don't really... I don't even know which one he's in. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, he is one of them. very obviously on the tour. Yeah. It just... It just seems bizarre as well, because... I watched them on It Takes Two this week as well, and they were just... They were really... They're just an odd couple. They're just really bizarre. And I, I get the feeling that this year they've really tried to twist it, especially with Karen... We've lost fun Karen this year, and it, it seems like she's really focused on trying to beat Kevin, if you get what I mean. She seems a lot more feisty this year than previous. I don't even think it's about beating Kevin. It reminds me of, um, like, when one of your friends starts going out with somebody who is really into working out, and they stop talking about anything else, and all they want to talk about is working out. And what you really want to do is sit and eat pizza. Yeah, and they're, yeah. like, judging you for eating pizza and all you want to do is have your friend back, uh, but they're not your friend anymore. They're this weird, weird amalgam. I mean, to mm. be fair, like, Charles is the first really non-light-hearted partner Karen's had. When you think of his, who she started in the past, they've all been sort of, like... I wouldn't say relaxed, but have that light side, can have a laugh, are not afraid to look a bit stupid for the sake of the dance sort of thing, whereas Charles just seems to shoot down any idea of fun, it looks like. He seems like the worst person at a birthday party. And that's why his Charleston was deeply uncomfortable. It was just, it was just bland. It was just bland. And he kept looking down. 
So what he's got for Blackpool potentially... Waltz, Foxtrot, Tango, Samba, Rumba, Paso Doble, Argentine Tango. Oh, he's going to get the Blackpool Paso. Yeah, he'll get the Blackpool Paso. Which and, normally goes down really well. Yeah. And he hasn't opened the show yet either, so he could open instead of Joe. Yeah, he's had two closing the shows, so I don't think he's going to be allowed any more. Yeah, so looking at the YouTube views, um, Stacey's YouTube views fell off a cliff this week. Oh, really? She was at 80,000 in 24 hours last week and 25,000 in 24 hours this week. There. Ouch. Yeah. What did she do last week? Was it the... Oh, crap. What, it what was the couple's choice. Week? That was it, yeah. Oh, that really memorable couple's choice routine, yes. Elliot. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so now we've seen all of the dancers. So now we've seen all the dancers and talked about them and... Tea is all over the table. Um, what do we think? Does anybody have a clue what's going on? Not one. No. No. <laughs> I think it's... I think what they were planning has been shot to pieces this year. And so they're sort of... Every Monday morning, the producers go into the meeting and just go... Just wipe it off the whiteboard. I just... We can't use this. Yeah, so they're just pushing it together. You know, like when you're making pastry, right? And you've got to that last little bit and you're having to just make it all fit so you get the last bit out. Strictly is like a badly made pie. (laughs) Strictly is like the last mince pie on the tray. Ooh. Festive. Festive metaphors. It's just... The thing is, though... Nothing's been shot down that badly. Like, we haven't had a shock elimination like we had with Aston no. last year. The top four, which we said at the start of the series, are still there. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem. Like, I think they're just, they're not... I think they wanted a four-way fight instead of a two-way fight of the two people they didn't want to win. They were, I think if it was Stacey and Joe battling at the top, <laughs> it'd be absolutely fine. But they're battling for third at the minute, and that's causing an issue. Yeah. Who would you rather win out of Faye and Ashley? Faye. Who would you rather win out of Stacey and Joe? Stacey. Who would you rather win out of Stacey and Faye? Oh, yeah, still Stacey. And because we can't have nice things, who would you rather win out of Ashley and Joe? Joe, because he's he's gone with the right attitude from day one. Yes. And he he is trying so, so hard. And we see that, you know all over his Instagram and his YouTube. And I applaud that. He is really taking it seriously when everyone thought he was going to be a joke. We need to remember that. Everyone slated him and the BBC when he got announced. And he is... He's pretty yeah. I didn't nice. slate anybody. Yeah. I, I, knew the, I knew what this was about. And what this was about is bringing a new audience to Strictly and also encouraging future celebs and pros to create their own content on social media throughout the process... Joe's reaction vlogs are the best Strictly content I have seen this year. They're fascinating. I love their weekly ones, like when they're going back over the dances. It's so fascinating. Seeing some rehearsal from every day and hearing them comment, frankly, about what's changed is, like, that's, I think, what we want from the training VTs. And because they're too busy larking about, we don't get that anymore. 
Well, you remember, like, in the in the days of, like, Zoe Ball and Mark Rambakash, all they had was the training room footage. They didn't have the budget or the time to go out and do all this. Like, they had proper in-depth talking about specifics of the dance, and they're struggling with this one step, or they're struggling with their frame. Like, it was all centred around the dance it all, it, the training room. It all started to go That's wrong when they started leaving the training room to go and visit acting coaches. That's it. We haven't had the staple acting coaching yet, have we? No, I would have thought that Lauren would have got the acting coach, but she's not. Yes. It's real then. Mm. Apparently Joe and Diana are a thing now as well, so according to all the papers, which they hit back on in one of their reaction vlogs, which I thought was was just fantastic. If they're a thing, I'm really happy for them because they're adorable, but also, you know, men and women can be friends. It is allowed. Yeah. Yeah, this this series is a mess at the minute. Like, it's it's literally week. They're literally playing it week by week. Like, there's no past weeks are saving any couple. It seems, which is good and bad, I guess. But it, it's literally like who turns up good and what what day at the minute. It does feel a ve- very much like um, reality TV before storylining. Before they'd worked yeah, out, be. yeah. Before they'd worked out that you have to shape stuff to make it feel satisfying. Um, every week we're waiting for a wow moment that hasn't yet arrived. But next week, Blackpool, we might get one. Hopefully. All the podcasting chocolates will be in the same place next Saturday night. Yeah, we will. But I think we're going out for dinner rather than watching Strictly. <laughs> Saws. <laughs> Well, shall we do Frock of the Week before we run screaming into the night? (laughs) I thought it was a a bit of a funny week, Frock-wise, but this week before Blackpool usually is, isn't it? Uh, Yes, because uh, T and the crew will be uh, sewing loads of pro-frocks to be shipped up in big suitcases. Well, the frocks go up on the Wednesday, did I see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So everything's got to be done super early. Ship them all up early, get them all put in place so the phrase can just walk in on the Friday, basically. Oh, and did... Massive operation. Did you see that Teresa had to climb over a gate to get her train home after the show on Saturday night? I did. I did? Mega drama. Mega drama. Honestly. Network Rail, sort your sends out. (sighs) Right, Frock of the Week. We've lost... We've lost the thread. Elliot... I'm going to go for a really bizarre one. My favourite outfit, because I didn't love many of the main shows, is actually Luba's night in the results show, her dress while she's dancing with Anton. A very good choice. I did admire it. I thought, yeah. That, I loved that. It is weird that Luba is just sort of hanging around in the background um, and not sporting a celeb on her arm, but next year, surely. I do hope so. Emily. I'm going to go for Stacey's frock. Anne, what's your nomination for Frock of the Week? Um, my nomination is Diane's big stripy number. Considering that earlier this week I posted a picture of a very similar jumper. Yeah, we get you. The neon car wash fringe. Yes. Yes. Right, okay, so I've got to do this one now. Oh, no. We can't have a... No, I'm going to go for Diane's because that was the one that popped out for me. So Diane is the winner of Frock of the Week. Yes. Woo! Yay! Yay! 
It's democratic in the way that the uh, dance-off vote is democratic. And I am Shirley Ballas. <laughs> um, so I guess that was it. That was the week before Blackpool. I hope everybody's feeling uh, pumped for their trip up the M6. Here's to the wow moment. <laughs> I'm just going to accept whatever happens next week and just go, sure. Yeah, sure, fine. Yes. That's just the theme, just the theme of this series. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure this is fine. Okay, good night, everybody. Good night, Elliot. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Anne. Good night. I've been Ellie. Thanks for listening to the Keep Dancing podcast. If you enjoyed this, tell your friends. Good night. Keep dancing. Keep dancing.